You are listening to The Arrived Podcast, episode number 46. Hello, lovelies. I'm Bethany Reed Peterson, and you are listening to Arrived, the podcast all about helping you find your voice, tell your story, and create space for what matters. As an interior designer and now a coach, I've discovered that no matter who we are, we've all got one goal in common. We all want to feel like we've arrived. Welcome back, friends. If you're listening to this now, hopefully it's because you have come back after last episode, episode 45, part one, in which we took on an ingratitude exercise. Yes, you heard right, an ingratitude exercise, an exercise on how to be unfreaking grateful. <laughs> if you have not yet listened to episode 45, pause it here, gang, and go listen to that episode first, okay? It's going to make a whole lot more sense because this episode is part two of my Thanksgiving ingratitude double feature. Yesterday, I asked you to write down all of the stuff in what I affectionately like to call the bullshit ingratitude journal, uh, all the stuff that you're unhappy about, all the things that maybe you despair or you're worried about or that you resent or the people who've pissed you off or the circumstances that piss you off or who's wronged you and all the crappy little negative feelings, right? All the things that make us feel like shit, right? All, all of this stuff, the antithesis of the gratitude journal exercise, which we see on social media so much and we hear about from personal development coaches, even including myself, right? So not going to uh, say that's, an, that's a, a poor practice by any means, but I talked a little bit, a bit about yesterday how it's kind of hard sometimes to just feel this sort of canned sense of gratitude, like it's just uh, acute emotion that we're supposed to feel right around this time of year. So yesterday I asked you to sit with these more negative emotions, these feelings of ingratitude. And I, I actually asked you <laughs> to wallow in them for the day, or at least during the, the period of this exercise, and to take the day off and to decompress. Now, does that sound weird? Did it, did it feel like yesterday you were just practicing an exercise in self-pity, like someone was actually saying, yeah, you should, you should feel bad about yourself? <laughs> or did it feel cathartic on some level? to get that tempest of your mind and all that negativity and all that pent up emotion, aggression, whatever it is out onto the page. Either way, don't worry, whatever stirred, whatever feelings that stirred up, that exercise stirred up for you yesterday, don't worry about it, like I said, because today we are not going to continue to wallow. Today we're not going to continue to poke the bear in that regard. We took the time yesterday, and now today, it's a new day. It's the day before Thanksgiving, depending upon when you're listening to this or whenever you need to pick me up, right? Today, we are going to take it in a different direction. And before we begin, no, this isn't a scam. No gratitude lists required. I promise we are not going there. So now today... I want you to go back to those pages that maybe you stuffed in a book, maybe you put in a desk drawer, whatever it might be, the pages that you hit away after completing them. 
and I want you to take them out and we're going to go back to the things that you had written down. We're going to take a little bit of time here to reflect on the few or perhaps many things that you've written down. I think I asked you yesterday to write from one to 10, just to do like a, a, a list of one to 10 on your notepad. But if you really went for it yesterday and wrote down like a hundred things, it might actually in some respects be easier to take on the second part of this exercise than had you only written maybe two or three things down. But you'll find out what I mean by that soon enough. Okay. So revisiting those pages, you're going to need a pen and paper again, once you have those things to hand, and why not get your favorite drink out as well, whatever that might be, meet me right back here. All right, so for part two of this ingratitude exercise, you're going to read over everything that you had written down. And one, there's actually a part A of this that I just thought of now, kind of take note mentally speaking of how that thing that you'd written down that bulleted item or that listed item makes you feel today? Does it make you feel more intensely emotional? Does it make you kind of go, eh, I don't really care. It's fine. I needed to just get that out. The chances are there's going to be kind of an amalgam of those emotions ping-ponging back and forth depending upon the item, right? But in doing that, what you're going to want to do is to create a rating for each of the little shit storms, if you will, on the page both micro and macro. So this rating, we're going to keep it simple here. The rating will be on a scale from simply one to three, where one is a minor complaint. It's a thorn in the side. Maybe it's an inconsequential thing in the grand scheme. And it's probably not something worth your time to consider much longer or to ruminate on. Okay. A rating of a two will be something that potentially has been ongoing for a while. It's something that you should examine because it's not necessarily going away on its own, or you maybe try to look for a remedy for it, but maybe it's not urgent. Maybe it doesn't bother you too terribly much because you know it's maybe temporary, etc. And the rating of a three is something that is huge. It's something that is a huge bugbear in your life. Maybe it's making you really depressed uh, in all senses of the word. Um, maybe it is something that you've just felt stuck on for a really long time, or it's something that you just really need to triage right now. So it's urgent, it's consequential, or it's affected your mood severely for a long period of time. Or maybe it's a combination of all these things. Okay, so pretty simple rating system, but you get the gist. Now, I appreciate that only a day on, it is very hard or can be very hard to take on a 40,000 foot view of our own problems and of our own issues. So I want to give you guys a few quick examples of my actual list that I wrote down yesterday that might help you in rating the severity of each thing on your own list. So one of the things that I had written down yesterday, this is just totally random, me getting all these things out on the page, right? Lousy weather again in Minnesota today. I don't think I can do another Minnesota winter. It's so dark. It's cold. It's snowy. I don't want to go outside. I'm miserable. That was one that I'd written down. 
The next one I had written down is my puppy is nipping at me like crazy. I can't stand this teething phase. It makes him really hard to be around, which sucks. And the third thing or another thing that I had written down was Can you believe that woman riding my ass through the state park yesterday? The speed limit is 15 miles an hour. I mean, what the fuck? What did she expect me to do? Drive 50? There's people walking here. (laughs) Literally did happen to me. Uh, And my last one uh, of the many, I am so sick of living in an unfinished house. I'm almost 40 years old. I thought homeownership was supposed to be the American dream. I thought it was supposed to make you happy. It's not supposed to stress you out. I feel like a failure in my own home. All right. So as you can tell, the opposite of gratitude (laughs) right now for my life, the good, the bad, the ugly of it, right? Lots of pissy commentary, uh, not much gratitude going on. And you know what? That's okay. Because like I said yesterday, This is not an exercise in gauging our reality. This is an exercise in allowing us to express and to feel our emotions. And as we know, our feelings are very different sometimes than the reality of our circumstances. So this is about feelings. Instead of slapping on a fake happy face and reframing my comments Well, Bethany, you should be thankful you have a home in this economic climate. Or, well, Bethany, you should be thankful you have easy access to a car and to state parks. These are exercises that I could be doing mentally in my head. But as I said yesterday, that's not going to help anything right now in this moment when I'm feeling emotional about something or when we're feeling emotional about something. Going back to inventorying and rating each of these four of the many that I had written down yesterday, which I have to say felt pretty damn good to just get it all out. But if I was to go and give a rating here, the third one, the one about um, the woman tailing me through a state park, I gave that a score of one or I would give that a score of one. Why? Well, it's not really worth my time to fuss about any longer. You know, it was kind of fun to go about it like how dare she but you know it's really an inconsequential circumstance it doesn't affect my day she didn't cause me a car accident you know maybe she didn't realize she was tailing me like it doesn't really matter right it's in the past and it's also a circumstance which I had absolutely no control over and what I mean by that is I have no control over someone's driving behavior so I'm going to dismiss this one with a a score of one and just get over it. So it's pretty easy to do that in this respect. I'm just going to put a one on there and sharpie through it and be like, meh, I'm over it. Now, however, if I had ranked this as a three, or if you notice these things that you feel like, well, that's a really inconsequential thing. Why is making me so angry? Why am I still so angry at this woman who is tailing me or whatever the thing is, right? It's inconsequential. It's in the past. Um, If you are inclined to give something a score of three, then you might want to actually question what that trigger really was. Because if you recall, a three is urgent, you know, it might keep you up at night. It's something that's really, really bothering you. So if I was just like, I can't believe that woman, how dare she? And I was still mad about it days later, I would want to go back and figure out 
is it really that woman's driving behavior or was it something else that was triggered within me? Now that goes beyond the scope of today's episode, but just know that sometimes the really inconsequential things can elicit these responses in us that just make us so mad and we have to figure out then what was the real trigger there. Okay, so the next one is the puppy biting. Now I'm going to give this a rating or score of two. The reason is I know that this is something that in a few months time, he's going to grow out of it. Right now he's getting in his puppy teeth. They're all going to fall out. He's going to get his adult canines in and he's going to grow out of the desire to bite and nip at my hands and my arms and my ankles. And all of that is going to go away. He's just being a puppy. He's just doing what puppies do. Equally, I'm giving it a two because I know that I can fairly easily do something about it. I could put him in his playpen with a chew toy. Uh, If it's really bad, I could speak with a trainer. I could consult podcasts on dog training, or I could do an online course to help me deal with puppy blues, for example. So in effect, it's a two because I can actually pretty easily consult resources or do something about it. Now, notice I didn't say that I had control over the circumstance. Again, I can't control my puppy's natural evolutionary response to teething any more than I can control someone's rude driving, right? So we we only have limited control, okay? But I can do something about my response to his biting fairly easily and to take myself out of the situation or try to educate myself or try to train him, you know, away from wanting to bite me. Okay, so it's kind of consequential. It sucks, but I know it's temporary. And this too shall pass, right? So that's kind of like a two for me. Now, I might say the two others regarding the weather and my unfinished home are three. You can't do anything about the weather, though, you might tell me. And you are, of course, absolutely right. We can't do anything about the weather. Minnesota is never going to exhibit warm winters like, let's say, Northern California or Southern Florida. But this is, of course, something that I've known now for years, and yet it continues to bother me. So while I can't control the weather, right, the weather is obviously a circumstance beyond my power. I can, however, control my environment. And by this, I mean I can choose to take myself out of the Minnesota environment. I can choose to take myself out of the cold in some fashion or another on a large scale or a small scale. Now, in a typical year, not in a year in a pandemic where traveling is not really advised, that might mean taking a holiday somewhere warm. This year, it might just mean simply buying a warmer coat Uh, taking more hot baths, etc. Now, stopping here on this, you'll notice that nowhere am I saying, well, Bethany, you should just be grateful that you have a beautiful bathtub to soak in come winter. A lot of people don't have that. Okay, that doesn't help anything. It actually does not make me feel any more grateful. It actually puts a negative spin on the things that I on the things that I do have. Yes, it's true. Yes, I feel incredibly grateful about the fact that when we designed our house, we had a bathroom installed in our in our bedroom and I love it and I'm incredibly grateful for it. But right now, my feeling is winter sucks. Winter's coming and winter sucks. So that's beside the point. My my bathtub is sort of beside the point. Considering the cold weather has been a 3 for me for so long now. 
this might be telling me something. If you're rating something a three, as I mentioned earlier, know that that's telling you something. It might be time in this instance for me to permanently make the move out of this climate. So instead of simply telling myself lies of, I'm so grateful in a time where the cold is really ragging on me and really has done for years, I'm actually placing myself in a position of power and control where I can see a new perspective and a way forward. So I'm putting myself in an active action oriented position. You see, the thing about a gratitude practice is that if it's used as a forced exercise, right, sort of a catch-all for tamping down our problems, either real or imagined, it doesn't matter. This practice doesn't actually serve us. It only can make us feel more stuck and lost and feel more guilty. And we feel ungrateful then. And we feel ashamed of feeling ungrateful, right? Because most of us have so much to be grateful for and we know it. So those feelings, those feelings of shame and guilt over our natural emotions actually serve to disempower us. So it's interesting because the gratitude exercise actually works against us. In effect, it's a vicious cycle of sorts. Now you'll notice a pattern probably now coming up to the end of this second part episode. It's not so much about canned gratitude on cue. Rather, it's about examining what we have control over and how we might take action to remedy the things in our lives that we feel ungrateful for or ungrateful about. And equally, it's about letting go the things that really don't matter all that much. Put another way, I've always thought about the emotion of gratitude much in the same way that I think about our relationship to grief. Much like grief, I think that gratitude comes and goes naturally, like the waves of the ocean. Sometimes it's high tide, and other times it's simply tied out. Like grief, gratitude can strike you out of nowhere, and you feel the opposite of grief. In fact, you feel elated. But also like grief, when you're told or society tells you you should feel a certain way. So for example, maybe you should feel grief around the holidays over the loss of a loved one. And maybe you've moved on from that stage of the grief process. We can start to feel like these emotions are canned. And we all know that our emotions are like stallions. They're like the waves of the ocean. You cannot can our emotions to fit for a formula on a calendar of holidays. Now, if you're wondering about the fourth example about my unfinished home and my feelings of failure on that, because as you know, I'm a designer and my own home is unfinished. Make sure you tune in next week to episode 47, because I am diving more into this. I've got a very special guest on the show, so make sure you head back for that one. However, now that I have walked you through my scorecard, now it's your turn to go back to your own pages, to your bullshit ingratitude journal, and to start to think about rating each of the things that you've written down on a scale of one to three. Remember, for the ones, just acknowledge them as you have one final time and scratch them out. Maybe get a Sharpie and just scratch them out. They're inconsequential. They're not worth any more of your time. For the twos, 
Consider if there are any easy solutions that might help you remedy the issue right now or in the very near future. And for the threes, this is the time, both now and in the coming weeks as we approach a new year, to examine what is beyond your control and what is actually potentially without you knowing it within your control. These are usually the big, scary, hairy, audacious moves. Perhaps it's facing the music on it and moving across country to a warmer climate, if you're like me. Perhaps it's quitting your day job, which you don't like very much and you don't feel much gratitude for, even though you're being paid a paycheck, to pursue that moonlighting gig that you have a lot of passion for. Perhaps it's breaking up with a partner who you've been with for a long time, but that relationship isn't serving you anymore. Or maybe it's reconnecting with an estranged family member. If you've ranked anything on your list as a three, just know your body and your mind are telling you that something needs to be done. Something needs to change because chances are it's not going to get any better. You're not going to feel any more gratitude for the situation unless you do something to face it, to change it, and most importantly, to consider any opportunities that you have that could come out of this situation. My dear friends, in this lead up to Thanksgiving, my final thought here is to make sure you're going easy on yourselves. This is not an easy exercise. As I mentioned yesterday, it's simple, but it's very difficult. And let's face it, it's been a hell of a year. (laughs) You don't need to have the answers today. You don't need to have the answers this weekend. You don't even need to have that goddamn gratitude either. Gratitude, as we know, comes from empowerment. When you empower yourself to examine the things in your life that are causing your ingratitude, It's amazing how that stupid, cheesy, word art emotion suddenly appears once more, like a wave crashing on the beach. Have a happy Thanksgiving, all, and stay safe. God bless. If you are enjoying the Arrived podcast, I would love nothing more than to get your feedback and for you to please leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. You can do it from your phone. It's super simple. Just search my show there, subscribe, and click write a review at the bottom in the ratings and review section. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Arrived. If you'd like to work with me to find your voice, you've got to join me over at atelierreed.com. 